Hello, and welcome to another episode of General Nerd Sense, the podcast from Shieldwall Productions, where we talk about anything and everything. Ooh, generally nerdy, hence the name. And on this episode, we have myself, John. And Jacob. And dear listeners, you're probably wondering why there isn't an Adventures of Insomnia episode update. Well, it's because Adepticon was very busy, and I was very tired, and con crud and all that. So I didn't have quite enough time to write up notes for the next episode, so we figured we'd throw in a Xander tale, since we didn't have a chance to record it over the weekend anyway. Yep. So, on to that. Rather than me asking what Jacob what we are doing, we are doing a Xander tale. And Jacob, what are the word or words of the dame? Well, you get a two for today. Ooh. The the words of the day are willful ignorance. Also, I feel like that bell is too upbeat and, ch- and happy for something as ominous as willful ignorance. Do tell. Uh, so, it all started previous night so uh, right before Xander met with the person to get the idol that he would meld with his shield we we picked up in the bar basically just ending that scene a little bit more uh, thoroughly Xander quite a bit fed up with the group as a whole understandably um, but a little relieved to see that Zarius the uh, Typhal Tower You're welcome. had come back Yes, a whole bunch of I thought you were dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's good you're not. Pretty much. Xander's a little fed up with the entire group at this point, and he decides to go have a couple drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Because Papa needs them. Yeah. So he goes and sits down at the bar, and the barbarian sits a little bit further away from him. Xander makes sure to get a single table. Uh Uh-huh. Listen, I need space. I need... I'm going to seek the company of any of the only one around here who has any sense. Who's that? Myself, goddammit! The only one who has any sense. My shield. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Anyway, so after after a little while of drinking, and just as Xander got his dinner, a man in robes walks in. Some priestly robes. Uh-huh. And starts talking around the bar. Xander's listening in a little bit. Person's talking about a cat. Xander stops listening. (laughs) Man, well, a couple of the bar occupants point to Xander and the Barbarian. Oh, good. So the man walks over to Xander first. (laughs) And, uh... Xander looks up. How can I help you? Have you seen a cat? Yes. Where? Where? In the alley yesterday. <laughs> no, like, a cat lady. I'm not very good at telling cats apart. Uh, are you asking for a new pet? <laughs> no, I'm from the church. Oh, I'm not interested in going to church. <laughs> the man gets a little fed up with that. Pinches the bridge of his nose. <laughs> And goes over to the barbarian mm-hmm. and asks, this time about a cat woman, specifying a cat person. Uh. The barbarian's like, I might have. How much you got for it? Uh-huh. But he rolls a four on the bargain. <laughs> uh, the man then scoffs at the barbarian, which the drunk barbarian gets just goes straight for the enraged at this point. Oh, good. Xander walks over and is like, oh, a cat woman. Well, uh, she's in that room over there. And, and points her, uh, points, uh, you know, the priest over to the room. So, uh, 
priest a little frustrated walks over starts walking over to the room and the barbarian decides to go for the tackle I roll initiative to see if I can intercept the barbarian uh-huh. barbarian does better uh. apparently uh the priest is pretty high dex, though. <laughs> also, didn't help the barbarian rolled like a one. <laughs> oh, it was like a one or a two. Because I think his dex, uh, probably a- he was going for a grapple, and his dex was minus one. So I think he rolled it two. So it was a it was a one, but not natural one. I was gonna say probably yeah. not a natural one because otherwise the barbarian would have lost some hit points. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he goes and trips, and then uh, he's uh not too happy and starts swearing you know gets back up xander's next to him this time so he's he's not gonna let the barbarian try again the mm. barbarian starts swearing at the the priest in orcish priest speaks orcish good and then tells him an insult in orcish well i feel like you should go outside and clear your mind by swirling your head around in the outhouse uh, i mean insult Insulting, perhaps. Objectively accurate. Yes. It, it was also a spell. Ah. And the barbarian got confused and <laughs> failed his intelligence save. <laughs> well. And uh, was very thoroughly confused. He was like, I know I shouldn't. And as the DM said it, you know you shouldn't go out and swirl your head in the outhouse, but it made too much sense, and you don't know why. Oh. <laughs> uh. Barbarian hurt itself in the confusion. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, the priest walks into the room and sees the cat person. The cat person knows him. Because, uh, it's the same same priest who, uh... Did him good in that scuffle. Yeah. Well, he wasn't the one that got hurt. Apparently it was, uh... One of the other brothers. One of the, yeah. One of the other brothers. And the priest was coming in to solve some shit. Uh-huh. And, uh, cat person's, like, just about ready to fucking run. hmm And then decides he's going to try to cast silence. And, uh, says, has the cat got your right as he casts it? So he can say tongue mm-hmm. right when he casts it. And then the person uses a fifth level, uh... Magic uh, dispulsion spell. Yeah. Joke fell flat. It did. And he was like, you're not going to run. You're going to sit here and we're going to talk this out. Now gather your party. At least it's a talking. Yeah. Xander at this point had already gone back to the bar to finish his dinner. Mm -hmm. When the cat person goes around to gather everyone up, Xander... Not very happy because his dinner literally just got sat down in front of him. Picks up his bowl, picks up his drink, walks into the room, sits down, and, and just starts eating, waiting, like, as, as the group talks. Because uh. Xander's just 100% done with this. Right. So, the person's like, so, you burn down a door, apparently, to try to get into the temple after we told you no entry. Then you hurt one of the other brothers. In the church, and uh, if if you wanna if you wanna make up for this, um, 
you're going to have to do something for me. At which point Xander asks, oh, well, couldn't we just go to the city guard and tell him you're blackmailing us? Mm-hmm. The person is like, well, what do you think uh, a lot of the city guard come to for religious advice? Right. Xander's annoyed. Well, so we get a, we get a mission. Uh, he tells us about a mission and says to come tomorrow. And this wall will go away, and he'll pay us. <laughs> well, now they're speaking Xander's language. So Xander's like, well, now that you're going to pay us, I'm more likely to do it. Right. And, uh, like, before the guy even really finishes, he's like, you know, come in tomorrow. Xander picks up his food, his drink, and goes back into the other room. <laughs> well, business sorted. And, and finishes his dinner, and later that night meets with the man who gives him an idol. And, uh... The rest of the party goes to bed in the basement where mm. their room is now located. Right, because they are literally laying low. So Xander gets up nice and early, stretches, and his shield comes to his hand. Xander doesn't remember picking up his shield, but it is early in the morning. Mm. So he, you know, goes outside to do a little bit of stretching. And, you know, while he's stretching out and, you know, thinking about, like, how he has to polish his shield and do maintenance on it today, his shield keeps coming to his hand. And this time he sees it coming to his hand. He's a little bit surprised. So he decides he's going to go in and have breakfast and tell the rest of the group about it. Mm. Goes in, orders breakfast, sets his shield down on the chair next to him, and, and waits for the rest of the group to get up. Well, they slowly start getting up. You know, the goblin comes over to the table. Xander just says to sit next to him. Lift the shield and just move it aside. Goblin goes to roll. DM says, you can't. You can't pick up the shield. The goblin's like, well, I can't. Sanders kind of a little bit annoyed because he's seen him pick up heavier things. Right. So he moves the shield because he's not in the mood, you know, talk about this right now. <laughs> he wants to tell him about the shield. And the rest of the party comes and, and quickly intercepts the conversation and talks about the mission. So Xander... A little bit annoyed that he couldn't tell the rest of the group decides to go with him on the mission. Mm. So they uh, they go off off to the temple to meet with the person. They come to the main temple doors. Xander's very happy that it isn't the main temple doors that have been burned down. <laughs> uh, so collateral, you know, Xander's doing a little bit of collateral calculation in his head right now. Mm. And the big, big doors on the front of the church aren't burned down. So that's a good sign, at least. Yes. This is at least an improvement from the situation that he had imagined had unfolded. Yeah. Xander knocks on... If not, you know, reasonably. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, at this point... It was a reasonable assumption for him to think that the idiot had burned down the main temple doors. I mean, I wouldn't put it past, past the cat person. Yes. Like, at this point... Anything's possible, unfortunately. Yeah. There's... I'm trying to think of a sane person in the group. Zarius uh, is pretty sane. The Teufel Tower. Right. She just doesn't speak up a whole lot. I mean, pretty sane, but also has the point against her of being part of the group. I feel like just a m partial bit of insanity or just like low-level poor life choices so is she, a prerequisite for being part of that group. So the player, she's a little bit new to the group. like Right. And... 
hasn't really role played with the group before, so mm-hmm. she's still getting a little bit acquainted with our group as a whole. Right. Doesn't, you know, speak up enough. So that's why I'm like, you know, she's has the same character, but she uh, she's still a little the, shy. Which could just mean that the insanity hasn't met it hasn't had an outlet to manifest itself yet. Yeah. We shall see. So we go in. You know, Xander knocks on the door. A friar opens the door, tells us it's closed, sees the cat person. Oh, it's you again. Come in. <laughs> Xander looks up the friar up and down, sees that this friar isn't burnt. So, still a good thing. Yes. You know, didn't. If, if this isn't the one, then at least, you know, she didn't burn more than one. Right. As far as we know. So we go in. We we start to see the statues. Because this is a multi... So this, this like, church is kind of like a united... Pantheon. Pantheon of gods. So it has, like, everyone's god. Right. Pretty much everyone's. Except for the orcs. <laughs> and uh, it, it has a couple of uh, Xander's home country's gods. The Swavian gods. Mm. So, uh, you know, we go in. And we're looking through, and all the statues are defaced or, like, broken or... <sighs> Xander is... Stands a little bit closer to the cat person. The cat person immediately tells Xander, I didn't do this. Oh, okay. Xander's nodding. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we see the friar down by one of the gods, and we walk over to him because he kind of waves us over. And uh, the person then confirms that the cat person did not burn, uh, you know, do this to all the fucking statues. Right. Xander sighs with relief. Yes. Um, at, at this point, the cat person has also saw that, you know, the cleric, the, the clerical gods that she supports have also been defaced. So they're a little bit pissed. Right. And, uh, I mean, Xander doesn't really give a shit because Xander's a fighting man. He hasn't ever really been a churchy man. And this was given the more medieval context that the old adage of there are no atheists in foxholes doesn't really apply. It's, he doesn't not believe in gods. He just doesn't go to church. Fair. He, he doesn't, you know, that's, that's a too rich for his blood kind of thing. Also, he also left, like, the peasant town he was in pretty young. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Being out in the field and fighting all the time doesn't have time to go. Right. Fair enough. So, Xander, I mean, yeah, it's disrespectful, which is why he was about to be pissed at the cat person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's not a huge bone to pick with him. Right. They're, they're statues to him. Right. So, we, uh, we start talking, and they tell us about a certain religious sect. Um, well... This, uh, I'm trying to find the name of it. I have it somewhere in my notes. So it sounds like we're going into a turf war here. Yeah. Uh, this, this religious sect believes in the god Opiter. Okay. And the, I, I forget their, like, the name of their sect or whatever, but they, they really like this god. They're, they're huge fanboys of them. That's how religious sects work, Jacob. But they were, they were a little bit too uppity in the city. Oh. Uh. And uh, 
they, they wanted their god in the pantheon, but wouldn't pay for the statue. And then they started threatening people. So then the, the church said, no, fuck you guys. You guys can fuck off. We're not, we're not putting your god in our pantheon and you can go suck a dick. Because it's a, it's a small sect. Sure. But it also seems like one that has created their own problems here. So this is not an unjustly persecuted sect. And, and part of the reason the church has been closed for so long, even though it was supposed to open, you know, it was under renovations, they came in the night before it was supposed to be open and defamed all the statues. So not, not only have they pissed off the church, but all the, uh, the patricians of the city who donated a lot of money to this church. Right. And a lot of money. Uh, they, they were kind of pissed that it wasn't opened yet. Right. So this is putting a little pressure on the church. So the church now wants, you know, tit for tat. Mm -hmm. And um, they're they're willing to offer it was it was like five hundred plat. Whoa, yeah. And Xander's sitting. Now that's walking around money. Yeah, Xander's sitting here like. Now you're talking my language. Yes, we understand each other very well. Screek. You know, <sighs> you only need to say the name. He tries to barter a little bit. He he rolls decently well, and the guys, and you know, the friars like we haven't fully discussed payment, but f I think I'm gonna go with 500 plat because that's a lot of money. And Greek's like, well, how do you guys get that much money? And uh, clearly, Greek is not familiar with how religion works. Yeah, and. The friar tells him, you know, we get it from all the patricians of the city. So don't try to barter for more. This right. is how much we're going to give you. Right. This is a very, very, very generous offer. <laughs> well, Xander accepts. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they convene with the friar for a little bit longer. And then the friar, you know, tells them that, you know, they just want you know, proof of where this sect is. And then they'd send the city guards after him sort of thing. Uh, you know, you don't, you, we just need like a little bit of evidence sort of thing that they're now hiding in the like lower. Yeah. X location. Yeah. Xander asks, can we kill them? <laughs> Friar's like, I mean, can you leave one alive? And Xander's like, I can do this. I will bring trophies. <laughs> I, I will show them. 500 plat, it gets you a lot. I mean, I was, yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, 500 plat for a recon job? Dunzo. But, like, since you're going to be there and everything. Yeah, I mean, like. Why wait for the city guard to get there? They might relocate. Well, actually, that's a good point, you know. They might relocate, so you might. This might have been a. I, I didn't want to do it a multiple session mission. Gotcha. Well, I mean. Not it's gonna be a multiple session mission, but I didn't want to have to have it a reoccurring thing. Gotcha. And we keep getting strung along for our payment. So Xander's like, I will kill them. I'll bring I'll bring one back for you. Right. We're gonna, we're gonna because yeah. Xander asks if they're expendable, and he's like, I, I guess, but we you know we need like someone. Right. Okay, I'll bring one back. Mm -hmm. So after that, Friar leaves to go fuck off to do Friar things. And, uh, you know, people go around the Pantheon looking at their gods. Cleric's super pissed at this point. T 
Typhal Tower is pissed because Ty- Typhal, the Typhal Tower gods, mm. they uh, they got conquered after a certain certain line failed in World War II. They never expected them to go through the forest gods. I see what you did there, but that's also not what happened in lore. In this particular universe, no, but I... No, it didn't. Well done. Regardless, Zarius is pissed. Um, Screek finds a god he can get behind. Go on. It's a god of wealth. Figures. Goes over. Xander's watching him. And uh, let it also be known that last night, the barbarian, I forgot, also got a little bit more pissed and then got put to sleep with, uh, like, fifth level sleep spell. Mm-hmm. And then uh, today, when Screek was acting up as a little shit, he got put to sleep. <laughs> so both of them, both of them got put to sleep. They had the off button pushed him. Yeah. So... When Screek wakes up, he goes over to the shiny god. Xander's watching him. Make sure he doesn't steal anything. This is smart. But Screek just kind of like rubs his face and hands all over the all over the gold and rubies. Xander's like, okay, he's not stealing anything. He's just kind of enamored. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, this is innocent enough. So after that, we all we all leave, and. Uh, Nobody stole from the collection plate. I'm thankful of that, at least. I'm proud of them for that. Someone asked. DM was like, do you really want to do that? And Screek said no. You know what? That's growth. That is that is both personal and character growth. I'm proud of them for that. I will give them that much. Like, that is... That's a sign of growth. That's also worrying that that's a sign of growth in an episode where the words of the day are willful ignorance. It gets worse. Oh, God. So... We go out, reconvene as a group. Um, at this point, one of the players has to go to work because he he works at co- the college and works super late at like the library or something. Yeah, whatever. Life he was he was there for most of the session, like he was the last couple sessions. Right. And uh, so he leaves. We just send him off on a mission to go like do things, you know, for, uh, for the fifty plat mission we're on. Right. And uh, at this point, Xander's kind of happy because he just sends Screek and the Barbarian off to do recon. Hmm. To ask where they are, and here's his reasoning behind it. This was right before the Bard left, too. So, you know, Xander didn't want Screek or the Barbarian to mess around any more with their current mission objective. Because at the end of the day... This is 500, a 500 plat mission. Yeah. But we have 50 plat that's almost finished. And it just needs Screek to stay away from it. Fair point. Because at the end of the day... You can recover lost progress on the 500 plat mission if Screek fucks up, but not on the 50 plat mission. Exactly. Because this one takes a lot more kind of... Fine-tuning right. to get it into track. So, I I was like, you know, hey, Screek, Barbarian's happy to go with you. Kenneth, Screek is like, oh, he wouldn't want to go with me. And the Barbarian's like, let's go. <laughs> Screek is none too happy. 
He didn't want supervision. Tries to walk fast, forgets the barbarian is three times his height. Mm -hmm. So he keeps up no problem. Right. So they go and start doing recon. Bard leaves. We send him off to do that. So we decide to go down and do a little bit more recon in the city as well. So we go into kind of like the drug dealer ghetto area. So I, I at this point, Xander's a little bit worried. You know, we're going into the kind of the seedier part of town. Yeah. The the part of town that uh is oh sorry. Is is really close to that drug dealer. Ah. Uh. Regardless. Um oh and I found the name of the uh followers. Uh the Gillians. And actually the god's name was Gilead, not Opener. Yeah. Sorry, there's so you many were, fucking names that yeah. he gave me. I was gonna say you weren't even close to that first one. Yeah, no. <laughs> I in my my note order is I write the name and then nothing around it for context. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I'm I'm I have notes. I'm, it just takes a little bit of time to decipher. Mm. Anyway, anyway, so we we head down. Follow Screek. Screek asks, asks around a little bit. Nobody really knows a whole lot. Finally, they get a little bit of a break and are told to go over to the shop where they buy all their supplies. Because mm. we're in the, like, labyrinth now. Like, the, the city under the city. Right. And apparently, these followers aren't even in the undercity. They're in, like, the sewers beneath that. <laughs> Yeah, they sound super legit. I know, right? Because apparently they couldn't even stay in the Undercity without pissing people off. Wow. So, Xander sees Screek and heads over. Um, Screek's like, we don't have a whole lot of info. We were told about this shop. Xander sees, you know, if he could find anyone to have him just guide them down to the under Undercity. Yes. But nobody wants to actually do that. They'll, they'll give you information for silver. But... No they, one wants they... to go. <laughs> exactly. And at this point, Screek and the Barbarian have actually been doing pretty well. Because the first guy they asked, Screek slipped him a coin. And the Barbarian's like, I rolled to intimidate. And I'm like, oh my fucking god. This is going to end poorly. But... He, rolls, he rolled like a 14 and succeeded. And the guy was like, okay, okay, I'll tell you where they are. And the barbarian didn't milk it. Yeah. Good. And then Screek slipped him another silver coin. So they're they're doing a decent good cop, bad cop. And not causing the dreaded fuss. I know. Jacob, I'm scared because the words of the day are willful, ign willful ignorance. When's the hammer going to drop? The higher things go up, the farther you come down. Yeah. So we go over to the shop. Screek, you know, slips them a silver. The shop owner is like, you know, they, they come in here every once in a while to buy supplies. Barbarian goes goes to roll to intimidate. Screek slips him another couple silver quickly before he can. Right. Guy's like, okay, I'll, you know, they, they come in here, they buy supplies. Xander asks what supplies they buy. You know, the typical, like, food and firewood. Right. So... Luckily, they're not buying any weapons or anything. Because the way we were explained with this shop, this is the shop you get 
everything you can't get elsewhere. Right. So Xander's like, okay, they're buying fucking magic totems and mm. willy woos and yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of hardware are they buying here? Eighteen thousand gallons of pig's blood. Ten thousand incendiary bun- mice. A whole bunch of uh, corn books and mm. <laughs> planning like how I plan any cult. Right. <laughs> well. They just buy costumes. They just buy food and like a couple weapons and some armor and stuff. Right. Okay. That's that's relieving at least. GM isn't doing a dark heresy on me. Right. Nobody plans cults better than me. Right. (laughs) No, Uh, they're not buying any sort of like animal costume, like you know, like a chicken costume or anything like that, so that you know you don't have to worry about them Scooby Dooing a cockatrice on you. Oh God. (laughs) Oh. I'm I'm trying to think who would be Scooby in this sense. I mean, one of the cultists aren't trying to Scooby do a cockatrice on you. Yeah, no, but I mean, in our party, who would be Scooby? Uh, but everyone's kind of either Scooby or Shaggy, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so in the meanwhile, you know, he tells us a little bit about him. Says he can't really lead us down there, but he has a map for sale for. 30 gold. Screek uh, rolls to barter. Fails. Price goes up to 35 gold. So we we walk around the, the shop, seeing if there's anything we can buy. I send the GM a list of magical items. The most, you know, common ones. Right. Like, one of them was a luck stone. Sure. Sort of thing. GM's like, well... It isn't a magic item shop. It's po- like they have potions and, you know, weapons and stuff like that. But uh, weapons are fucking expensive. So to get plus one on your weapon, I think it's 500 gold. Wow. GM's, I'm like, we don't have that much money. Right. And the GM's like, well, you would, but that splint armor that Screek decided to melt down because that's what he did. He, he was getting an upgrade for his spider robot, so he decided, you know, he was just going to, while nobody was paying attention, melt down the, the scrap armor so that, you know, he could just get the metal without having to buy it. This is a reasonable, like... And also, no one would know where it went. Granted, it is a good idea. Yeah. Which I'm sure people would have been on board with if we just, you know, talked about it. Until we found out the armor was worth 200 gold. Yeah, that's where it's just like, mmm. Screek immediately, the player went into defense of, I didn't know it was worth 200 gold, and I'm, I'm trying not to strangle him through the computer. Reach through the internet and just, why you little? <sighs> it it, it reminds me of the, the Simpsons quote, why do I have three children and no money when I could have no children and three money? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure the rest of them are just every time something happens, just like, why do things that happen to stupid people keep happening to me? <laughs> so, and and guess what? The the most inexpensive health potion. Small fortune. Fifty gold. <laughs> I have like forty five gold, and I think I'm the richest one in the party because I don't tell anyone. Like, I don't really tell anyone how much gold I have, and I also, you know. Just save it instead of spending it on random bullshit everywhere. Okay, Ron Swanson. 
you know, I, I hide it under the mattress. Or bury it somewhere. Well, actually, since this is a little player backstory for me. Ever since I've gotten gold stolen off me once, every character now carries a coin purse that's strapped to his inner thigh. Mm-hmm. Inside his pants. Right. So if you want his coin purse... You gotta want it. <laughs> Xander, Xander will know. Right. You gotta Most, want it, thieves. You gotta want it. And I also pad my coin purse with stuff so the coins don't jingle. Mm. I, I've i had too many fucking rogues in my party. <laughs> yeah, that's... Regardless... That's definitely a symptom of something. <laughs> the rest of the group can't... You know, we all go outside... They can't figure out a fucking way to get to the under sewers. I ask the GM how beneficial the map's going to be, and he's like, you know, not a whole lot. And the rest of the group is just sitting there not knowing, like, who to ask next or what to do. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy the map. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, wait, you have that much gold? I go in there. I barter. The price back down a little bit under the original. Yeah. Because I, I succeed. Right. And uh, I get the, I get the map. And Xander comes out and tells the rest of them that, uh, you know, if what, once we finish this, Xander's investment will be paid back to him. <laughs> so I, I look through the map. And I can read a map because it is all pictures. Fair enough. Yeah. Also, you know, mercenaries have to to be able to read maps right. a, at least a little bit especially if you know Xander became the leader of a mercenary band right so he understands how to you know read a map because it's all pictures mm-hmm. pictures are easy yeah it's no words yeah uh so i look for a secluded way that's far off and that isn't just a hole in the ground mm-hmm. that you know nobody nobody's going to come and try to look for us there right and we get out of town quietly and what we ended up finding i was looking for like maybe an old well or something where we could secure rope to like rope and grapple we just found a like slightly like a slope that just slowly goes down into a tunnel kind of how convenient yeah so we we start going down about halfway through we hear noises Sounds like animals feeding on something. Oh, good. Xander asks this time uh, Zarius, because they're very sneaky, and uh, and the goblin to go. Screak protests. Xander holds him back and tells him to go. Xander's not, not dealing with this bullshit. Right. So you go up. One of them rolls a nat 20. The other one rolls, like, 13 but the way the gm does it like he evens them out Mm. so it takes the average of the group for sneaking they see because both of them have night vision they see these big ghouls feeding on something they can't see they sneak back they get back all right they tell xander what's going on so xander gives them an inspiring speech Come on, my friends. We will do this. Just let them hit me. Speech and plan rolled into one. Yeah. So we go up. Xander goes a little bit more into detail with the plan. Me and the barbarian will go first. We will take the front brunt of it. You two go over there because what it kind of is, there's this big, like, ten foot deep basin that isn't really filled with anything. It's just kind of an indent in the ground. 
so it takes like one turn to go in it uh well five feet to go in and out of it so if you go into it and your movement speed's 25 it's 20 mm. once you cross like the line the gm drew on the map gotcha so the way we do it um there's a bunch of pillars that offer cover we have Zarius, who has a short bow and uh one of the we we have the cleric set up back there uh, behind these pillars and then you know several tiles like probably 20 30 feet in front of them on this like little walkway leading up to the monsters because the room's just kind of a box the basins in the middle there's like a, two, a 10 foot wide walkway all around the basin and uh so they're on the opposite side of the basin behind cover getting ready you know everyone's readying actions Zarius is readying her short bow we roll initiative go through all of it everyone's going through setting up good i'm happy for once because people are following the plan problem is i go last i was going to ready an action to uh you know cover the lantern and when you get up flash them with the lantern blind them right so we're going through no one's shooting no one's doing anything expected this to go well you assumed everyone sets up perfectly Screak and Kiosk, the goblin, are right behind me. And the barbarian. Screak goes right before me. End of his turn. I'm going to shoot. <sighs> Whatever. This was a surprise round. So. Okay. Not quite as pissed. I didn't want to say out of character that I was going to try to blind him. Because... Right. We we had already gone through the planning phase. Right. Because the way the DM is doing it, he's going to give us a planning phase, and then he wants turns to go quick. Yes. So we set up, he shoots them, alerts them to it, and then the planning, you know, planning phase ends. Xander, you know, just readies his action to, you know, shield bash the first one back. Because the way Xander had described it, and I, I gave a much longer speech than that, but it was, you know, do not worry, my friends, you know the whole nine yards and i was explaining me and the barbarian would stay up together and the way we positioned everyone is you know the people in the back would be able to shoot in front of us right we would just hold the line screak and kiosk would you know stab through like the gaps because they're small creatures so they can kind of ignore friendlies right whatever barbarian goes first because he rolled nat 20 he runs up 30 feet into the group of them. He hits, he hits one pretty hard. At least he's tanky because he did go enraged. Sure. So, I was like, oh my god. This is fucking stupid because now the archers who went after him couldn't take a shot because they would be shooting through the barbarian. Right. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> So, yes. Kiosk goes next. Mm. Kiosk runs up after the barbarian. But he's in the back. And he's squishy. Yeah. I think at this point in the campaign, he has max like 16 hit points. Uh, buddy, what are you doing? Because he's also been rolling shit every like time he levels up. So he runs up. Oh my god, he just ran in. 
Leroy Jenkins. Well, stick to the plant, chums. Because he, you know, prepared his, like, you know, cut himself and then put blood over him. Which I think does a minor amount of damage or something like that. He runs in. Does a decent amount of damage to the first one he comes up to. Sure. But. Then it's my turn. Xander decides to hold the line. Stick to the plan, jumps. Illuminates with the lantern. Yells to the rest of them. Why the f- Why did you run forward? What is- Do you not know the plan? Sort of thing. Right. Well, you know, right after Kios went, it was the next, uh, little ghoul thing. It hits. It crits. Ooh. Does, like, 13 damage. Oh! And then, uh, paralyzes him. Yikes. Because he fails constitution and save. Right. I No, sorry, willpower save. Ah. And, and goes stunned. Good. Xander's watching disbelief. So, well, Screek goes next. Screek is actually, surprisingly, not stupid. Because he stays behind Xander. This is smart. Yeah. This is the first smart, second oh. smart move so far, because Xander's smart move of holding the line was the, was the first one. Sort of. He's sort of smart. Yeah. Because then he throws a grease bomb. Uh. Coats the entire area with grease. All the enemies and the barbarians slip and go down. <sighs> go but guess what? The cleric. Oh, and a, a, little, a slight little note about this. So the clear we we play with webcams on so mm. we can like see each other. Right before the battle, cleric fell asleep. Yep. So uh, he wasn't waking up. I tried calling him a couple times. He was just fucking passed out in his chair, and, and we could see him sleeping. Mm. So I told everyone to mute his mic because he still had his headphones on. Is he snoring? No, he okay. was just like like head on the shoulder, eyes mm. closed, right, and just like completely out. Mm. I tell everyone to mute them, oh, like, deafen themselves. Turn my sensitivity up to 11. I go to, uh, my, my voice modulator. Turn that to, uh, a loudspeaker, like at a protest. Right. Turn that volume all the way up. Mm-hmm. And yell, wake the fuck up. And, and you just see him on his cam, like, freak the, hell freak out. the fuck out and yeah. fall out of his chair. <laughs> So he woke up for the battle. Everyone needed to see that, though. It was it was beautiful. Mm. So, continuing its story, I don't know why, but then the cleric ran in. After the grease bomb, after all that, cleric ran in to attack. Uh, uh, slipped. Yes. Got hit. Yes. Got paralyzed. Well, no, didn't get paralyzed. Just barely passed the check to okay. get paralyzed. Yeah. Has, like, ten hit points left. Less good. <sighs> Jacob, so, once, Jacob, listeners, all together now, <gasps> they do it to do themselves. It. Well, now it's Xander's turn. Xander 
came up with something a little bit smart. I mean, he came up with smart with just hold the line, but... Yeah. Previous action, he, uh, raided in action to yell something to the cleric. Because the cleric ran in, screeched through the grease bomb, they all, like, slipped and slid, and, you know, all the shit. Right. He didn't run into the grease, I'll I'll say that. I I think it was the turn right after the grease bomb went off. Okay. Xander then went his turn. Uses his ready to action to yell, grab onto my shield. Uh. Throws his shield. Person rolls a check to grab onto it. Xander recalls his shield because it's within 30 feet. Right. I pull the cleric out. That's smart. Yeah. He, he barely passed like the athletics test. To catch. To catch it. But he, but he held on. And I pulled him out of the grease right before the next turn he would have fucking died. Right. To the thing. So I pull him out. Screek is a good backup character because uh, he starts chewing the cleric out for me. Yes. The barbarian decides he's had a little bit too much damage, decides to fuck off back, Mm -hmm. plus the grease. Because if you end your turn in the grease, you have to take a check. To see if you keep your footing. Exactly. So he, he decides he's not going to fucking deal with that and, and gets out of the grease. Not gracefully, I'm sure. The goblin gets unparalyzed and gets paralyzed again and is now on death's door. Good. Um, well, so next turn comes around. Zarius is still firing arrows from the back. The person who uh, went to work came back, walks in. <laughs> and everything is on fire. Everything's on fire. What the fuck well, happened? See, beat me to the punchline. The cleric lights the grease on fire. Uh, see, I was just kidding. Yeah. Well, I, that's also what put the player at death's door. Uh, I mean. So, he lights the grease on fire. Did, did a little bit to the barbarian. You know. A little blue on blue. A little blue on blue. Put the other character on death's door. And, uh, started fucking with the creatures. Well, one of the creatures finally dies because the barbarian had been, like, beating on him this entire time. Ah. The other one starts running towards Zarius. And then the other creature decides, you know, to start running a little bit more our way. Xander, uh, takes his shield and he throws it at the creature. Good. Because uh, my, my idea was I'm going to throw it and have it pin it down yeah. while I rescue the player. Right. So me and the DM go with a little bit of a back and forth because uh, the DM doesn't want me to be able to pin things with my shield. <sighs> but, like, if you're the only one who can move it. I know. So we settled on for the moment. It would do 1d4 force damage. Okay. And we discuss the rest of it after the campaign. Okay. So, force damage, very few things block it. Yes. So, I hit it, do the last bit of damage on it, because it was on fucking death's door at that point, after the grease fire and all the shit. Right. The cleric goes and heals, uh, at least with the med kit, out of death's door, the fucking goblin. Ah. Uh. 
The rest of the party runs over to the other ghoul and finishes it pretty quickly. And we end there for the night. So, the GM was expecting an easy encounter. Because these creatures, they're glass cannons. Right. They don't have a whole lot of hit points, not compared to, like, the other things we fought. Sure. But they do quite a bit more damage. Right. Had people listened to my plan... It would have been a breeze. A breeze. But the words of the day are... Willful ignorance. Because people just chose to be stupid. They made active, deliberate, poor life choices. I don't even know the goblin's reasoning. I, I, or the cleric. Like, the cleric ran into combat. That's perhaps the more puzzling one, because I can understand, like, goblin... Goblin see, goblin do. He's all the barbarian in charge in. Like, okay, I'll do that, too. That's not, that's not, that looks like fun. I, you know, goblin glass cannon... Right. Well, and up to this point, the goblin had been succeeding on every grapple check he's made. Right. Like, so he, like he knows this is historically, like, okay, historically it's been working out for me, so, like, why not now, right? So, he goes to grapple the glass cannons, because the DM just told us these were glass cannons. They wouldn't be as long, uh, as long of a fight as last time. So, I immediately thought Dax. Right. Because they're ghouls. Yes. And they're glass cannons. So, they're probably not a strength, and they're Probably not constitution. Right. Probably not intelligence. You know. So probably dex. Willpower. Probably dex. Were they dex? They were dex. So mm-hmm. when he rolled his grapple check, guess he failed. Yeah. But historically speaking, like, the grappling had been working out for the goblin, so I can understand his reasoning there. Sure, it's been working out for me so far. I can... I'll do it now. Easily the more puzzling thing is, why... The, Cleric, what the fuck are... Why? Your job. Stand in the back. Don't get hit. See, and I was going to rescue the goblin first, because I was just going to let the cleric get fucked. Right. He's he's made this mistake once before. Clearly, he needs the lesson retaught. Yeah. But he was the only one that stayed unparalyzed. That wasn't the barbarian, because I wasn't going to rescue the barbarian. He's a barbarian. He can get himself out of it. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's he's doing fine. Yeah. Because in Enraged, he only takes half physical damage. Right. He, he, he can... He doesn't need to be at the front of the line for that. Yeah. So I was less pissed about the Barbarian. I was like, oh my god, now we're going to have to run forward. I I didn't I didn't really actually care that Screak through the Greek spam. I was actually a little happy because... This will th- teach them to not stick to the plan. And uh, that was kind of Screak's idea too, because the player, he fully understood that we should go with my plan. Right. I think all of our listeners will understand that your plan was a good plan. Yeah. My temporary hit points as well were the only things that kept the goblin from instantly dying. Right. Much, too. Because he he, lo- he would have taken pretty much all of his health on the first hit if he didn't have four temporary hit points. Yes. So he just, you know, had a little bit more than half left. Right. Whatever. So we, we end the session there. I'm talking to the DM, and I'm telling him, hey, you know, what can we do so I can pin things with my shield and it's it's still a little bit of a work in progress because we're going back and forth basically and i understand him as a dm and i don't want it to be overpowered either right because that is something that can very quickly become rather game breaking yeah so you know his his whole thing was if you can pin an enemy you can just choose the highest damage dealer and pin them yeah and take them out to put them in timeout yeah so i came up with a couple caveats to it my shield always has to return to my hand when I throw it. Okay. 
So it's got a little bit of hang time, but then it has to come back. Yeah. So kind of, because I'm trying, and a lot of the reason I went this character is because we all watch Marvel movies. You wanted Thor's hammer. I wanted Thor's hammer. You wanted And he's like, well, you know, your whole thing is you're super tanky. You know, like, this, the game's rules weren't meant for this. And I'm like, okay. So at level one, my AC is is only one higher than a paladin. Okay. So I'm not that much tankier. Mm. And my AC hasn't really increased that much. Paladin, I'm, I'm pretty much just a, a little bit tankier than a paladin. Mm. This is a huge part of my like character, you know? Right. So what I came up with, um, and we're still kind of working on this at the moment, but basically, um, you when, when I pin a creature, it can pin any like normal or small sized creature. So for normal encounters, I can pin a creature. Because mm. also, you know, being able to pin a creature for to interrogate later is also super helpful. Right. I also want to pull kind of that dragon bullshit from uh, Ragnarok. Mm. Right. You know, drop the shield. So for any creature that isn't is larger than normal, they have to make a deck save. And we're still kind of going back and forth, but uh, that's kind of where it is now. But that was this session in a nutshell, and it was... Willful ignorance. Willful ignorance. <laughs> Fuck no. Well, that was... Okay, so the, like, oh, they're doing good, they're doing good. Yeah, the shoe dropped big time. Yeah. Um. Good lord. I know. They were doing so well. Every session. They were doing so well up until that point, though. They were. Uh, but there, that means there's hope. There's hope. Things might get better. Or they might get worse. If you have hypotheses on how it might get worse as their current mission chugs along, head on over to our Facebook page, Shieldwall Productions at Facebook.com. Oh. Or head on over to our Twitter at the official SWP. If you have any ideas on how I can, you know, have a little bit of a sit down with these players and... Try to try to cure the stupid. Or have some insights on how to make his shield not completely broken. Yeah. Head on over to her Twitter page at the official SWP. Indeed. And wherever you're listening to us too, be it iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tune, whatever, do not forget to subscribe if you're not subscribed already, and we shall catch you next time. Toodles!